Good morning, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast nation. Welcome back to the Ask Us Why podcast. I hope you're having a great morning so far. Hope you're enjoying your day. Saturday, right? You got going on this weekend. Hope something fun. We got another episode for you guys today, going through our day-by-day, chapter-by-chapter series through the book of Proverbs, and we are going through Proverbs chapter 10 today, and the first nine chapters, chapters one through nine, were kind of setting the stage and would be kind of like Solomon's introduction to the Proverbs. A lot of it is kind of repetitive, redundant. It's all about, um, my son, do not forget these teachings, hold them close to your heart bind them on your neck, those kind of things to, to really set the stage for wisdom and implying the importance of it. And then kind of in this section from chapters 10 through 22, it's going to be either two verses, like two lines, or it's going to be um, maybe three or four sets of verses where it's around the same topic. For, but for the most part, it's really going to just be firing off different uh, proverbs that honestly aren't a lot of, they're not a lot of, not a lot of them are, (laughs) words are hard sometimes. They are not connected as in they're not going to follow after each other. It's not going to be an ABBA or an AABB, whatever it is. Um, Most of the time it's just going to be verse by verse and it's going to be really different. And so this is going to be the section where there's going to be so much wisdom and there's so many things we could talk about. But I'm just, again, I'm going to just choose one thing for us to focus on. And then I would encourage you guys to go and read the chapter yourselves and read more into it. Find more to learn, to take to heart, um, takeaways, application, all of those things. But again, we're just going to be talking about one of them. But we are going to read through it. And then I'm going to share with you guys the takeaway for today. So let's get right to it. Chapter 10, verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is a sorrow to his mother. Treasures gained by wickedness do not profit, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but he thwarts the cravings of the wicked. A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in the summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps in a harvest is a son who brings shame. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. The memory of the righteous is a blessing, but the name of the wicked will rot. The wise of heart will receive commandments, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found. Will be found out. That's that's it. Whoever winks the eye causes trouble, but a babbling fool comes to ruin. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. That's a pretty popular verse. On the lips of him who has understanding, wisdom is found, but a rod is for the back of him who lacks sense. The wise lay up knowledge, but the mouth of a fool brings near ruin. A rich man, a rich man's wealth is his strong city. The poverty of the poor is their ruin. The wage of the righteous leads to life, the gain of the wicked to sin. Whoever heeds instruction is on the path of life, but he who rejects reproof leads others astray. The one who conceals hatred has lying lips, but whoever utters slander is a fool. When words are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The heart of the wicked is of little worth. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of sense. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. 
doing wrong is like a fool to it or like a joke to a fool. But wisdom is pleasure to a man of understanding. What the wicked dreads will come upon him, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. When the tempest passes, the wicked is no more, but the righteous is established forever. Like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the sluggard to those who send him. The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be short. The hope of the righteous brings joy, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. The way of the Lord is a stronghold to the blameless, but destruction to evildoers. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not dwell in the land. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut off. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked, what is perverse. And that is the end of the chapter 32 verses. And as I was saying before, it is just Solomon firing off different principles, different thoughts, verse after verse. And uh, I apologize if it was hard to follow because usually in a in a normal structure, there's a sequence to follow and there's a, a flow to things. But this is kind of just like all over the place. So I wonder if um, if any of them stuck out to you as I was reading those. And the one I want to talk to you guys about is verse seven. Verse seven says, the memory of the righteous is a blessing, but the name of the wicked will rot. And the question or the takeaway that I want to leave us with is what kind of memory do you want to leave with your family, friends, and those who knew you? What kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? What do you want people to remember you for? There's a few quotes that I want to share with you guys that are a little inspiring for this, and I hope it stirs in your heart some thoughts. But uh, what you do is your history. What you set in motion is your legacy. And that is by Leonard Sweet. Uh, by Peter Stropel, legacy is not leaving something for people. It is leaving something in people. Similarly, Shannon A. Elder said, El Alder said, carve your name on hearts, not tombstones. A legacy is etched into the minds of others and the stories they share about you. And I think a great way to think about this is just imagine, as, as you know, dark as this may seem, but imagine like you're at your funeral and you, we don't know if we're promised tomorrow, right? But imagine that you're at your funeral, you're witnessing it, no one knows you're there, but you just are sitting in and listening to what people said about you. What do you think people would say about you? Would you kind of get the the generic, you know, he was a good person, she was a great gal, and, you know, she loved people well, and, you know, she was working hard in school, or she was, you know, doing her job and kind of lived to her small little private life. And, Honestly, we live in a very self-centered culture and I am still every single day feeling conviction about it, but it is just, it's so true that more often than not, like just going back to the quote, like legacy is not leaving something for people, it's leaving something in people. So if you think if you're like a business owner, like your legacy isn't the product that you left or the business, but it's the impact that you left in those who worked for you or those who are going to take over for you, right? Steve Jobs, who uh, was the founder of Apple, left a legacy that was taken over by Tim Cook and has been carried out and is still one of the biggest, if not the biggest company in the entire world. And in the same sense, what kind of legacy do you want to leave people with? There's a quote that I have always 
had that stuck with me for a long time. And it's by Maya Angelo, Maya Angelo, and it says, "I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel." And I just want you to sit on that thought. Like, how do you make people feel around you? Like, are you someone that speaks life into other people? When they think about you, do they think he is always so kind, she is always so sweet? But then beyond that, she always would speak life into other people. She was so good at encouraging. He was so good at uplifting other people. He was someone who spoke truth and was bold. He inspired people to to live out their faith boldly. She inspired people to um, take serious the things that they are given. There's so many things to think about. But like, what kind of legacy would you leave on people? Like, What would they actually say about you? And that's a big question to ask. And a lot of the times, especially in my life, when I've asked that question to myself, I've been super convicted because there's a lot of times where I'm just kind of sitting around doing nothing or I'm just doing my own thing, serving myself, doing the individualistic lifestyle that America so proclaims and and, and enforces or encourages. And because of that, I'm not doing things for other people. I, I feel like I'm only doing things for myself. And there's not much of a memory to leave behind if all I ever did was things for myself. And so that hits. And scripture is super adamant and proficient in talking about what it looks like to be a Christian and to to serve other people, right? The greatest in the kingdom of heaven will be the least of these, that the first will be last and the last will be first, right? That we are called to serve other people, and to give up our time for them, to sacrifice for them, and to love other people, put other people above ourselves. There is so much out there in scripture that just is ringing that giant bell that's telling us, like, we need to live for other people and what we can do for them. And so I I hope that that stirs something in you to just consider what kind of impact you make. And if you're someone who feels like you haven't made an impact and you haven't been doing anything, I would encourage you that the best thing to start doing is just serving those around you. Just start focusing on those that are in your circle, those that are in your family, um, and just focus on loving them well, serving them well, encouraging them, speaking life into them. And if they don't even know the gospel, sharing the gospel with them. That's like a great place to start. And if you're someone who feels like you are leaving a great legacy, or you feel like you are doing things right, still think of the same way. Like how much do you actually impact and leave other people with that goes beyond just doing something, right? Like what kind of inspiration uh, or encouragement are you pouring into other people in their life? And when you think in long term, once you get to that age or that time where, you know, if you have a family and you have kids and those kids have kids and, you know, you're a grandpa or a grandma, like what do you, what do you hope they see you as, right? Like if I'm being super honest, I have grandparents where I don't know their legacy. I don't know the impact that they've made in this world because they didn't really do much. Once I did, and I know a ton about their their past and what they did and you know the things that they were a part of and those kind of things, which is super awesome. And on the other side, I have no idea. I, I kind of know what they did for work, but that's as far as it goes. And I don't know if I want to be that kind of person. I don't want to be a grandparent that uh, 
grandparent, like grandkids don't want to come to, like my grandkids don't want to come to me for advice or I can't pour into them. I don't want my family thinking that I was only ever just focused on myself and my own ambitions, but never there caring for other people. I don't want to be someone who, when people go on front of the, um, the podium to give a eulogy or whatever it is, or just to, to say something about me, to just give the super basic, you know, cliche phrases of they were a good person. They loved well. Like I want them to be specific about how I impacted them and the things that they say then are the things that we do now. And so I encourage you to reflect, to think about that. What kind of memory do you want to leave with your family? Because those who are wise are a blessing. Those who are righteous are a blessing to the memory we leave, but the name of the wicked will rot. And I don't know what kind of legacy you want to leave, but I would pray and hope that it's one of blessing and not one that rots. I'm going to leave this out in prayer. Dear God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the impact that you make in our hearts every single day. And I pray that this would sit well with us. And I pray that we would reflect well on what it means to leave a legacy and what it means to leave an impact in this world. And I pray that we would be so intentional and doing the most we can to leave an impact, to encourage others, to inspire others, to point them towards you and towards their faith and that they would grow. I pray that uh, we are stirred up in your word, stirred up by your affection, and that we actually take action in these things and and not falter to um, live a self-centered life, but would learn to serve others and put others above ourselves and not even for the sake of our own legacy, for a selfish, prideful reason, but for the sake of the kingdom and for you and to bring you glory. So I pray at the end of the day, the legacy that we leave is glorifying to you and it points people ultimately to you. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your word and it's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Hope that was encouraging. Let me know. Leave a review. Hit up our shop if you want to support me. It's always a huge way. I get super excited every time we get an order because that means someone's supporting Ask Us Why. And I am super blessed by that. But if you don't want to do that, it's cool. Just leave me your review. And uh, I will see you guys a la mañana, Sunday. Church. See you in the morning. Peace and blessings. Peace.